Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. How do we sound, Mr. Producer? All right. We had some technical adjustments that are intended to make things work smoothly. There's a lot going on here on this Friday, and we're going to keep our foot on the gas pedal as we always do, so I hope you'll stick with us. But the Daily Mail has a piece, and I don't know who has or hasn't talked about this, but I have not. Exclusive piece today that Nancy Pelosi's son, Paul Jr., was involved in five companies probed by the feds. A shocking paper trail connects him to a slew of fraudsters and convicted criminals. Now, this is shocking. First of all, it's shocking that the Daily Mail has to break a story like this. And it tells you how little the New York Slimes, the Washington Compost, and the rest of the reprobates and the corrupt propaganda, so-called media, really leave the Democrats and their families utterly alone while they try and hunt down everything they can possibly find, or concoct for that matter, against Trump and other Republicans. Now it goes on to say, a shocking paper trail shows Nancy Pelosi's son, Paul Pelosi Jr.'s, connections to a host of fraudsters, rule breakers, and convicted criminals. A DailyMail.com investigation can reveal that Paul, 52, was involved in five companies probed by federal agencies before, during, or after his time there. He joined the board of a biofuel company after it defrauded investors, according to an SEC ruling, and whose CEO was convicted after bribing Georgia officials. He was president of an environmental investment firm that turned out to be a front for two convicted fraudsters, documents reveal. He served as vice president of a company previously embroiled in an investigation of scam calls that targeted senior citizens. 
A medical company Pelosi Jr. worked for was accused of testing drugs on people without FDA authorization, DailyMail.com can reveal. And a source close to a firm Nancy's son worked for told DailyMail.com that Pelosi Jr. received $2.8 million of shares, allegedly issued as part of a massive $164 million fraud in July 2016. Besides that, he's a very good guy. Now, while Pelosi Jr.'s mother once pledged to lead the most honest, most open, most ethical Congress in history, they write, her son is a staggering wake of criminal colleagues, fraudulent companies, and federal investigators. The 52-year-old joined the board of biofuel company after it defrauded investors, according to an SEC ruling. And we went through this list with you already. Pelosi Jr. has never been accused or charged with crimes relating to these cases. Isn't it amazing? But sources close to the Democrat power broker's son and even Pelosi Jr. himself admit that some of his business dealings may have arisen from savvy entrepreneurs hiring him in an attempt to carry favor with his powerful family. No way. You mean like Hunter Biden? House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is unlikely to be comfortable with a string of convicted criminals and subjects of federal probes. DailyMail.com is uncovered as her son's business partners. But despite all his associations with criminals and alleged fraudsters, the powerful politician's son has never been charged himself and has tried to cultivate a squeaky clean green image. Back in 2007, Pelosi Jr. was dubbed the rising prince of the Pelosi political dynasty in a men's Vogue profile. Oh yes, that Vogue. Back in 2007, Pelosi Jr. was dubbed the rising prince. His mother... Nancy Pelosi, herself the child of a Maryland Democratic congressman and a Baltimore mayor, had just ascended to Speaker of the House of Representatives. His father was a successful investor, and his cousin, current California Governor Gavin Newsom, was the mayor of San Francisco. Now, wait a minute. Did you know Pelosi Jr. was cousins with the governor of California? I hadn't known that. But Pelosi Jr. told the magazine he lived a Spartan life, eating a six-egg omelet for breakfast, never turning on the heat or A.C. in his San Francisco apartment, taking care to not wash his clothes during peak energy consumption hours. Oh, isn't he, isn't he uh, special? And only using his old smart car, a hand-me-down from his parents, when the city's electric bus wasn't an option. Oh, this B.S., Though frugal, Pelosi Jr. certainly wasn't strapped for cash in February 07. He had just landed a $180,000 job as senior vice president at data company InfoUSA, despite already holding a full-time position as a home loan officer at Countrywide Home Loans in San Mateo and having no experience in database marketing. He's a chip off an old uh, hunter's block, isn't he? The company was run by major Democrat donor Vinod Gupta, who had been embroiled in a criminal investigation by the Iowa Attorney General's office since 2004. And investigators claimed that between 2001 and 2004, InfoUSA knowingly sold House Speaker Nancy... Oh, knowingly sold, it cuts off. No, that's not right. Knowingly sold, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has made millions from her stock market investments, including from companies she helps regulate. This article is cut off. 
Now, her wealth grew by an estimated $16.7 million in 2020, trading over $50 million in assets and generating an annualized return of 69% that beat legendary investors like Warren Buffett and George Soros, according to congressional disclosures. Many of Nancy Pelosi's outsized gains came from bets on big tech stocks like Google, Amazon, and Apple, while D.C. insiders have accused the House Speaker of dragging her feet on reforms to reign in Silicon Valley. Her Wall Street players, her, excuse me, her Wall Street plays are handled by her big, dopey, dumb husband, my comment, Paul Pelosi Sr., who runs investment firm Financial Leasing Services. His well-timed bets included buying 4,000 shares of Google parent company Alphabet just before a House Judiciary Committee vote on antitrust regulations for Silicon Valley monopolies. The investment earned the Pelosi's $5.3 million. The couple's fortune is worth an estimated $100 million, making Nancy one of the richest members of Congress. Prominent fellow Democrats Alexander Ocasio-Cortez and Elizabeth Warren have called for members of Congress to be barred from investing on Wall Street. Nancy Pelosi told a reporter in December she believed she and her colleagues should be able to participate in trading because we're a free market economy and denied any conflict of interest. Now, reliance on tech stocks led the Pelosi's to underperform in 021, trailing the S&P 500 by 15.5%. But she gave it the good old try, you know. Let's see. Let me keep moving. I can't read the whole thing. It's too long. In 2009, Pelosi Jr. was recruited to be president of an environmental investment company called Natural Blue Resources. The firm was ostensibly formed to find and use new underground aquifers in New Mexico. But an SEC investigation found the company was in fact secretly controlled by two convicted criminals who used Pelosi Jr. and others as a front to let them personally profit from the company without disclosing their past brushes with the law to investors. According to charges filed in 2014, Pelosi Jr. was recruited to create the firm along with former New Mexico Governor and Attorney General Tony Añas by the two consultants, so-called James Cohen and Joseph Carazzi. Cohen had previously been jailed for financial fraud. Carazzi... Uh, have been charged with breaking federal securities laws and was permanently barred from acting as an officer of a public company. Let me ask you a question. You're Pelosi Jr. You're recruited by these guys. Don't you do a minimal amount of vetting, like Google the names of these guys, and then you can find out their criminal past, right, Mr. Producer? How hard is that to do? Next thing you know, Pelosi Jr. is going to open an art gallery and be selling uh, Hunter's paintings. Though Anya was charged, Pelosi Jr. was not. Pelosi Jr. served as president and board member of Natural Blue from its public stock exchange listing in August 2009 for five months. Served on the board of another company run by Cohen's wife. But he didn't know anything about Cohen's past, nothing. Those Pelosi's are dumb as doorknobs, aren't they? When approached by DailyMail.com, the SEC declined to comment on Pelosi Jr.'s involvement in the case. Maybe they'll leak his tax records over there at the IRS. But the SEC wrote in its conclusion to the case that Pelosi Jr. did not play a meaningful role in one of the key transactions for the Natural Blue scheme. He strenuously objected to proposed fundraising contracts, was ousted from the board by the accused fraudsters, ultimately appeared as a witness for the prosecution. 
He just has a bad habit of picking bad people and bad companies as it goes on. And so I will call, as I have now for several years, on the Pelosi's to release their tax returns. Nancy and Big Dummy Paul, as well as Little Dummy Paul Jr. They should be releasing their tax returns. And I would also argue there should be a special counsel to investigate the Pelosi's. A criminal investigation of the Pelosi's and all these schemes to determine whether or not, in fact, uh, they are clean. There was a lot less of a pretext to unleash a special counsel against President Trump. So little that there was nothing. Zero. Zero, except planted lies and stories by the Democrat Party and the American media. So will there be a special counsel? Let's see which Republicans call for a special counsel. I remember when Schumer demanded a special counsel to investigate Trump. And I suspect he knew all along that the DNC and Hillary Clinton were working with Perkins Coie and others to try and set up Trump. But it didn't matter. Let's see if his opposite, Mitch McConnell, will demand a special counsel to investigate Nancy Pelosi. Or is he, is he so eyeball high in communist Chinese deals or his, his family or the, the family married into that he doesn't want anybody talking about that? Except me, of course. Peter Schweizer. But I'm quite serious about this. Now, when the Republicans think they're going to take the House, if they take the House, will they open an investigation of Nancy Pelosi? Whether or not she's a member of Congress, remember, they reached into Donald Trump's life after he left the White House. And for nothing. They lied. We have a right to know whether the third person in line to be president, whether the Speaker of the House in charge of all the legislation that flows through Congress, whether she's dirty as a skunk. We have a right to know. Of course, the American media don't care because she's our first woman speaker, don't you know? But she could be the Bonnie of the Bonnie and Clyde Pelosi family as far as we know. So we need to get to the bottom of this. And I would encourage the House and Senate Republicans to demand action. Hunter Biden on the prowl, on the loose. Paul Jr. now. What did Nancy know and when did she know? These are the questions that are constantly coming up with her. And again, why don't we have the tax returns from Nancy Pelosi and her big dummy husband? Why not? We need to know that the person in charge of orchestrating what legislation goes through Congress and what legislation passes Congress is dirty. And if she made some of her millions illegally. Now you watch how the media ignore this and cover this up. Over at the Constipated News Network. Over at MSLSD. You watch how the New York slimes that covered up Stalin's slaughter of the Ukrainians. That covered up the Holocaust for the most part. That promoted Castro. You watch how they cover up most of this. While Pulitzers were handed out to the reporters to try and destroy Donald Trump on a lie. You watch. Watch how the Washington Compost pretends nothing took place here. Doesn't want to look. We don't go after the children of the family. The children of these politicians unless they're called Trump. You watch. I'll be right back. Mark in. Mark 
My friends, I know you love freedom and want to defend it. And I know you love the Constitution. Well, so do I. And it's the same with Hillsdale College, the best liberal arts college in America. Hillsdale's mission is pursuing truth and defending liberty. It gives its undergraduate and graduate students the best education, and it is working to make this education available to all. But today, I want to tell you about Hillsdale's free monthly speech digest of liberty. It's called Imprimus. Over 6 million households and businesses receive Imprimus for free every month. And you can join them by subscribing at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who love freedom make it possible for Hillsdale to send Imprimus to you for free. Imprimus is one of my favorite publications. It's short, smart, useful, and fun. Start receiving your own free copy of this great digest of liberty. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. You know, obviously, I, we just learned of this Pelosi situation. And from a British-based newspaper, of course, not a newspaper based on the East or West Coast, not a television network, not any of the many so-called news platforms in this country that spend hundreds, if not billions of dollars a year giving us the news, they claim. But this Sunday on Life, Liberty, and Levin... In my opening monologue, I'm going to spend and do spend a significant amount of time undressing the Democrat Party. And as you can imagine, it's quite ugly. And I talk about something I've hinted about here, which is, are we the United States of America or the United States of the Democrat Party? And I'll expand on that on Sunday, and I hope you'll watch it. If you can't watch it live, I hope you'll DVR it and watch it. This monologue, unlike others, I don't have teleprompters. I sit down with thoughts, maybe a couple of notes that I write down before I sit down, and I speak from my mind, from my heart, and from my soul. I don't need to type things out in advance. The Democrat Party is devouring Americanism with American Marxism. The Democrat Party, its agenda becomes America's agenda. The issues it raises becomes the raises, becomes the issues that we are forced to debate, unlike issues that are relevant to the American people. And it's getting much worse, not much better. I hope you'll check that out. By the way... I'll be right back. My friends, I know you love freedom and want to defend it. And I know you love the Constitution. Well, so do I. And it's the same with Hillsdale College, the best liberal arts college in America. Hillsdale's mission is pursuing truth and defending liberty. It gives its undergraduate and graduate students the best education, and it is working to make this education available to all. But today, I want to tell you about Hillsdale's free monthly speech digest of liberty. It's called Imprimus. Over 6 million households and businesses receive Imprimus for free every month. And you can join them by subscribing at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who love freedom make it possible for Hillsdale to send Imprimus to you for free. Imprimus is one of my favorite publications. It's short, smart, useful, and fun. 
Start receiving your own free copy of this great Digest of Liberty. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. Mark Luffin, an unapologetic patriot and unapologetic constitutionalist. You can reach him at 877-381-3811. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the rhetoric of the Democrat Party gets uglier and uglier. Jason Johnson is a professor, tenure professor at Morgan State University. He appears regularly on MSNBC. And this is a very, in my view, diabolical individual with the language that he uses. And anything goes. Anything goes. It's really quite shocking. So many of these individuals, they won't condemn communist China for the genocide they're committing against Muslims. So they take it out and attack the Republican Party. I want you to listen to this man. Why is he invited on MSNBC? If the executives there and the executives at Comcast didn't approve of this kind of behavior. Cut one, go. Here's the problem, though. We don't know if Trump's going to be on the ballot. If Trump is on the ballot in 2024, it's the easiest thing in the world for Democrats, because you can always run against the bad guy. But I think that the bigger, more dangerous thing, and I've been saying this for a while, I'm, I'm working hard to never say Republican Party again, because it's not a party. Right. They're Sinn Féin to the IRA. They're they're the PLO to Hamas. They're a dime store front for a terrorist movement. They, they, a dime they, they, store front for a terrorist movement. This is a professor at Morgan State. They're a dime store front for a terrorist movement. The Republican Party. And MSNBC keeps inviting this unhinged buffoon on to say these things. NBC has no problem. The executives for this so-called news platform are perfectly happy with this. And, of course, Comcast, which is behind the curtain like the Wizard of Oz, Comcast, the cable company that you pay, they're behind the whole damn thing. It's as if one of these fools, after another, tries to outdo the other. So now the Republican Party, it's not a party. It's the dime store front for a terrorist movement. And this guy must teach this crap to students at Morgan State University day in and day out. Go ahead. They didn't have a, a, a policy in 2020 except loyalty to Trump. They just announced in the New York Times today, I think I saw the article, where they're, they're asking their 2024 uh, nominees to not engage in presidential debates. They're no, that's no... not what they're saying. Look how he lies. They didn't have agenda on, uh, except for their loyalty to Trump. Trump had a very successful and broad agenda. The fact that this man is apparently illiterate and is unaware of it is his problem. But the, the RNC did not say there shouldn't be presidential debates. They're saying this presidential debate commission is unacceptable. And you and I agree 100%. You and I agree 100%. They didn't say there shouldn't be presidential debates. Go ahead. A party 
And, and so nothing surprises me anymore when it's essentially a personality cult, when there's no difference between supporting Trump and being part of a Britney supporter or the Bayhive. Really? Something I thought that's the way uh, you guys on the left treated Obama. That was a personality cult. In fact, there's all kinds of personality cults on the left. Marx. Another personality cult. They make personality cults left and right. Do the Democrats and the radical left. Go ahead. What do you expect them to do? Everything is going to change every single five minutes, depending on the whims of the deplatform guy who is hiding out and blogging in Florida right now. Hiding out and blogging in Florida. Well, he's hardly blogging because he's been banned. So this is Jason Johnson on MSNBC. He's a professor tenured at Morgan State University. And people are listening to this clown spew and burp his stupidity, his hatred, his poison, day in and day out. Then there's Ruben Gallego, Democrat of Arizona, on the morning Joe. Now, why is he on the morning Joe? Because he's another schmuck. They're desperately trying to improve their ratings because they're dying on MSNBC. They're dying on CNN. So they figured, let us bring in the, the dumbest polemicists that we possibly can who come up with these jackass phrases. Maybe that'll draw the attention of some crowd. Cut two, go. We do have to understand, and I certainly see it as someone that was there on January 6th, as someone that has seen the ongoing actions after that, this is a very existential point uh, in America. And we may not have the public on our side, but we need to keep talking about this to actually point out uh, about the the danger that we're seeing. Uh, I don't believe we're ever going to have another physical military coup, I'm sorry, not military, physical coup like we saw on January 6th. I think the coup that we're going to see is going to be staffed by... There was you know, no physical coup. Notice he doesn't say military, doesn't say armed. On January 6th, there was no coup at all. Despite what Jonathan Chiat says at the New Yorker. Like a Chiat, Chiat pet, I guess. I'll get back to him later. Go ahead. And women in very well-dressed suits in our courts, running for secretary of states, running for the county board, the electoral boards, uh, and for everything that we do between now and then, if we don't get uh, voting rights uh, act passed. We in other don't words, have- if they don't win, if they don't fix the system, I don't mean reform it, I mean fix it so they always win. If they don't turn the country into California and every red state into California, if they can't destroy what little is left of safeguards in our voting system, thereby disenfranchising millions of you, then there's nothing left of our democracy. Now, have you ever heard of anything so stupid in your life as this clown? Ruben Gallego? Go ahead. These protections, uh, you know, there will need to be a physical coup. They will win this uh, on Election Day by not counting votes or just in general certifying uh, like direct certification that the president. So here you go. So in other words, the people who say that you and the president, President Trump and others are undermining support for our voting system and democracy have just said if they don't get everything they want in 2024, If they don't get everything they want in 2024, then it's not a legitimate election. 
Now, they pulled the same stuff in past election cycles. They pulled the same stuff in past election cycles. We've played it for you. You're well aware of it. Others have played it for you. But it's too bad they won't engage in actual facts. One of our favorite sites here is Legal Insurrection. And they have a wonderful story there that you ought to look at. It was put up there on Saturday. The Democrats' January 6th clown show was worse than expected. Their hysterical, pearl-clutching, live-filled response to the events of January 6th. What Democrats are clearly hoping will be their transformative Reichstag moment is unseemly, phony to its core, purely and solely political. We know this because there was no outrage over the leftist rioters who attempted to transition to power during President Trump's inauguration. Not only did anti-Trump leftists riot, attack, and injure police, set cars and buildings on fire, but they were later rewarded for this attempt to subvert democracy to the tune of $1.6 million in taxpayer money. Do you know how many congressional Democrats or Republicans, for that matter, wailed about our democracy on the brink? Do you know how many of these inauguration rioters were hunted down by the FBI, arrested, beaten, and mistreated, and held as political prisoners for over a year? Do you know how many of them were harboring blueprints of the Capitol building? Or wait, that was an unconstructed still box Lego set, not a model used for terrorist purposes or whatever random lunacy the FBI preened at that time. If you said zero, you're right on all counts. And honestly, they say, I think this clear two levels of justice, one for righteous protesters, including those who burned, looted, and murdered their way through Democrat-run cities in the 2020 summer, and one for J6 so-called terrorists, is the reason that Democrats will never amass anything close to majority support for their January 6th witch hunt. No matter how many deep state darlings like Liz... Let's find a country to bomb Cheney. They find a bleat about whatever it is she bleats. They will never have the people's support for treating what happened on January 6th as if it were Pearl Harbor, 9-11, and the Civil War, all rolled in one. This failure to convince the American people that their stance is due in no small part to their failure to condemn and pursue the criminals guilty of far worse violence that took place in an attempt to thwart President Trump's inauguration, or to condemn and pursue with criminal charges the thousands of local, state, and federal crimes committed by Antifa and BLM. Nor did they condemn the multi-day May 2020 assault on the White House that left at least 60 Secret Service agents wounded and forced President Trump to be whisked away to a bunker for his personal safety. Yeah, what about that? Flashback. 2020. As Fox News reported at the time, numerous Secret Service agents were injured, fires set by rioters blazed near the White House. Authorities were searching for car bombs late Sunday as protesters over the death of George Floyd continued to royal the Capitol just two days after President Trump had been taken to a bunker for his safety. A senior official in direct chain of command for defending Washington told Fox News of the injuries to Secret Service agents, some of whom were hurt by rioters throwing bottles of Molotov cocktails in Lafayette Park, just across from the presidential residence. The official initially put the number of agents injured at over 50. But many have referred to the weekend toll. The Secret Service has since said the number injured on Sunday was 14. 
As observed in New York and elsewhere, groups in D.C. are planting cars filled with incendiary materials for future use, Fox News is told. U.S. Marshals and DEA agents were deployed to the streets of D.C. in an extraordinary move to beef up security alongside local police and homeland security agents, including the Secret Service, the Justice Department confirmed. Now, the would-be presidential assassins seeking to lynch President Trump were reportedly heard screaming, I can't breathe, Black Lives Matter, and F Donald Trump. And, of course, they provided multiple pictures and video on the site, Legal Insurrection. What about that? What about that insurrection? Awfully violent, don't you think, Jonathan? Chiat? A chia pet. What's that? Yeah. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. My friends, I know you love freedom and want to defend it. And I know you love the Constitution. Well, so do I. And it's the same with Hillsdale College, the best liberal arts college in America. Hillsdale's mission is pursuing truth and defending liberty. It gives its undergraduate and graduate students the best education, and it is working to make this education available to all. But today, I want to tell you about Hillsdale's free monthly speech digest of liberty. It's called Imprimus. Over 6 million households and businesses receive Imprimus for free every month. And you can join them by subscribing at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who love free to make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for free. And Primus is one of my favorite publications. It's short, smart, useful, and fun. Start receiving your own free copy of this great digest of liberty. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. See, folks, the crooks are the Bidens. The crooks are the Pelosi's. The crooks are so many of these people who've been in and around government in Washington, D.C. for decade after decade after decade. They're everywhere. And they don't even have to be elected. And you Donald Trump, who's been investigated more than any president that I'm aware of, criminally, congressionally, by the fraudulent media. He's not guilty of anything. He hasn't stolen anything from anybody. Nothing. So they keep concocting these conspiracies. They keep concocting these, these attacks on him, whether it's January 6th, his election, his campaign, his presidency, his business, his family. So sleazy. And then here we have an open daylight Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, and his dummy brother. Here we have an open daylight, the Pelosi's, who are as opaque as possible when it comes to revealing information about their financial activities. It's amazing, isn't it? That I'm the only one that calls for Pelosi's tax returns? Why is that? Why is that? And so we have to push back. Do not... Expect any coverage of Paul Pelosi Jr. over the weekend by any news organization. 
Do not. Do not. The same organizations that still cover for Hunter Biden. And then a couple months ago, they said, oh, we should have reported on that. And, and big tech should not have covered it up. They'll do exactly the same thing for Pelosi. Exactly the same thing for Pelosi. And I was thinking about this disaster called Kamala Harris. Remember Dan Quayle? Dan Quayle had been an effective congressman and an effective senator. Now and then he would get tongue-tied. No question. And they tried to create a caricature of Dan Quayle during his debates, uh, which tried to turn him into a dummy. But Dan Quayle was never a dummy. He was actually a very effective senator. And yet they succeeded, and I might add the Bushies succeeded too, in trying to ruin his reputation. Now you notice the media will never do that to Kamala Harris. Oh, they'll raise questions about her and say she has bad judgment and she shouldn't do this or that. But the truth is, truth be told, Willie Brown was right. She's an idiot. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. You know, uh, there's a lot going on on TV tonight about Biden and company that they don't have answers to our problems. Now, Two things about that. First of all, how can they have answers to our problems when they've caused most of them? They don't believe in self-reflection or circumspection. Number two, these ideologues never have answers to our problems. They don't exist to have answers to our problems. Their entire reason for being who they are is to advance... Their ideology, being the ideologues that they are. So what? You'll suffer for a period of time. Even Marx himself understood that. There'll be a period of time of despotism. There's no way around it, he said. Just the way it goes. This is what Bernie Sanders believes. This is what they believe in these aggressive Marxist societies. And these Marxist throw-off cultures and, and, and ideologues like the Democrat Party, they believe the same thing. So we'll get through it. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? The fighters for the little guy crush the little guy. The little guy has to learn to get along with their ideology and to go along. And to go along. This is why they will never accept the nomenclature that I correctly impose on them. This is why so many conservatives, particularly those in media, are so fearful of using the right phraseology to identify them. This is why professors who are Marxists or democratic socialists, a couple of them lash out in full stupidity, like this guy Kazan, or is it Kazan? 
Or is it who cares? Because they know I nail it right on the head. Right on the head. They don't have solutions. The Democrat Party is not about creating solutions. Have they created solutions to Medicare, which is going to go broke in part because of Obamacare? No. Have they created solutions to Social Security? Your trust funds have been ripped off and used for general operating funds? No. Do they have solutions for the border? Of course not. Do they have solutions at all? No. They're not in the solutions business. Now, they will say things like, what we need to do is have a national health care system because health care is a right. Well, what does that mean? That's a phrase. That is a proclamation. That's all that is. Now, just think about that a second. Health care is a right. Who runs the Veterans Administration? The government? Okay. When you vets go into the Veterans Administration and you can't get a drug, you can't get the doctor you want, you can't get an appointment, do you say, hey, wait a minute, health care's a right. And what do they say? What, do you have dementia? What do you mean health care's a right? When you look at a doctor, a doctor, do you say, doctor, I need you to do X, Y, Z right now because it's a right. Nurse, I need you to do X, Y, Z right now because it's a right. Of course not. They mean it's a right, that you have access to health care. Well, the, the best access to quality health care is not run by the government. Any more than the best access to an automobile is run by the DMV. So we've had these experiments in the United States. We've had these experiments all over the world. They're disasters. So they're asking the wrong question on television and elsewhere. Joe Biden doesn't have any solutions. No, of course he doesn't have any solutions. He's a wrecking ball. They're all wrecking balls. They have no actual, substantive, experiential solutions. They have promises. They make promises. We're going to expand health care and lower the price and make sure you have access to quality health care whenever you need it. Now, where is that going to happen? Well, it happens best in the United States, but that kind of, a, of an image, people say, yeah, yeah, that's right. It's like Biden saying during the campaign, I'm going to destroy, I'm going to crush the virus in 100 days. Well, what's he talking about? He's going to crush the virus in 100 days. He's crushing the American people in 100 days. He's not going to crush the virus. So they make a promise, but that's not a solution. I'm going to crush the virus. That's not a solution to anything. So I just point this out because I've been hearing this during the breaks. Biden has no solutions. The Democrats don't have any solutions. Of course they don't. They're in the business of advancing an ideology that will destroy your lifestyle, that will destroy your income, that will destroy your pension, that will destroy your health care, that will destroy your private property rights like your home. And they're doing it step by step as I speak through inflation, through regulation. I mean, can you imagine a political party 
that wanted to spend, listen to me, that wanted to spend another $5 trillion. First they said it was three, three and a half, then we'll do two, we'll do 1.75. No, it's, it's over $5 trillion. Because even their so-called, you know, limited spending budget of 1.75 or whatever they decided on, they did that by lying with Ponzi scheme propaganda. One-year programs that are going to last 10 years. They blew out the Congressional Budget Office because the Congressional Budget Office was giving them numbers they wouldn't accept. They cook the books, and they lie. They cook the books, and they lie. And the penalty is yours to pay, unless you're a sucker who votes for them, and there are many who do. It's like this Voting Rights Act, quote-unquote, or voting reforms, quote-unquote. There's not a reform among them. They destroy all the guardrails to the voting system, which means you get disenfranchised. You can't send out millions and millions and millions of ballots to addresses and expect people not to commit fraud. You can't allow people to send in absentee ballots without signature verification and expect that people won't commit fraud. You can't say people can vote and you cannot challenge them or demand a voter ID and not expect people to commit fraud or to allow people a week after the election to send in their political operatives. They call this harvesting, to go into nursing homes, to go wherever they want to go and to collect ballots that you see that just didn't wind up in time. And so they say if you oppose these things and so many more on a list of horribles, and we go over them this Sunday on Fox, by the way, then if you oppose these things, you're George Wallace? You support Selma? You're a racist? You don't want minorities to vote? This is the political party. This is what they build their arguments on. This is what people like Jonathan Chiat at the New Yorker or New York Magazine. This is what media matters, immediate, and all the rest of it. This is what they build their reputations on. Lies, flat-out lies. By the way, did you see where they put out the 100 most influential media people? Media really hates my guts. I should put out a list. I never saw this. People send me stuff. Last year I was number 40-something. This year I, I didn't make it. Maybe it's because I had the biggest book in America or the second biggest radio show in America, or the biggest Sunday show in cable news, week after week after week. Maybe that's why. Because they're frauds, they're phonies, they're fools. But some in the media are getting a little nervous, particularly those that work at CNN. They see CNN is crumbling. They see that CNN is likely to go out of business or have a a major fundamental transformation, if I may. They see that the massive global company that bought another massive global company that bought and owns and so forth, CNN, wants them to get back to news. And so Brian Stelter can't get back to news. The little slob is a fool and a buffoon, and there is too much tape. D. Lemon... No, always a loser. 
Always a little. He still has that lawsuit pending, by the way. But that's okay. He's a Democrat. You can go right down the list. Even fake tappers toughening up a little bit on the administration. Now Aaron Burnett, who's been a fraud, a fool, and a fake now for years at CNN, destroyed her once. Not stellar, but a quasi-useful reputation. Has none. And she thought, you know what? I better stop listening to Jeff Motherzucker. That guy, he's not going to last either. Neither he nor his girlfriend. So I think she said, you know, I got to start building a resume here where, where it shows that I'm not a complete hack, even though I've been one now for years. And so what does she do? In a, an attempt that will fail miserably to rehabilitate herself. When we come back, I'll let you listen. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. The Constipated News Network, where they all look beyond constipated, if you ask me. Here she is yesterday on some program called Off the Press. I guess it's hers. Cut three. Oh, that's the website. I'm sorry. Hat tip off the press. Cut three. Go. He has thus far presented voting rights as a morally right or morally decrepit choice. That there's a right. This is Biden. Yep. Here he is this week in Georgia. The consequential moments in history, they present a choice. Do you want to be the side, the side of Dr. King or George Wallace? Do you want to be on the side of John Lewis or Bull Connor? Do you want to be on the side of Abraham Lincoln or Jefferson Davis? <laughs> the side of right or the side of racism? That's what's being presented. Even the second ranking Democrat in the Senate, Dick Durbin, said Biden, quote, went a little too far in his rhetoric in that particular comment. And a right versus wrong simplistic view here is a problem, first of all, because more people voted than ever before in the last election. So to just broadly talk about voter suppression may miss that very crucial point. And take vote by mail as one example. Here's what Biden said this week, criticizing Georgia's new law. Voting by mail is a safe and convenient way to get more people to vote. So they're making it harder for you to vote by mail. Okay, well, 
New York is one of the most reliably Democratic states in the United States. And New York requires people to request absentee ballots, just like the new Georgia law does. Now, Georgia allows anyone to request an absentee ballot. New York does not. In New York, it's actually more restrictive. There are specific guidelines as to who can request an absentee ballot. In fact, back in November, New Yorkers voted down a constitutional amendment that would allow anyone to request an absentee ballot for any reason at all by 55 to 45 percent in an overwhelmingly Democratic state. And let's take a look at early voting. Georgia, the new law, uh, the law that's sort of Abraham Lincoln versus Jefferson Davis allows for 17 days of early voting. New York only has nine. You know, this is why I say, ladies and gentlemen, let's see the details. The details. Now, here, Aaron Burnett provides some of the details. Now, what's so shocking about it is she does it because she's on CNN, and she does it because she's been a Democrat Party hack now for years. But as I said, I believe her motivation is, uh uh-oh, CNN is teetering on destruction. And I can't just continue to slobber all over Jeff Motherzucker. So some of these people who are actually reporters or quasi-reporters, before they jumped in with both two feet, uh, two feet, with both two feet uh, into this, uh, are now saying, wait a minute, what kind of job am I going to get after this? Or look how I've... I've destroyed my reputation. You can start to see a few of them, and I still don't trust any of them. But she did that. Now, we do it in conservative radio, and Sean Hannity does it on Fox and so forth, but these people never do it. And we've been saying here, I've been saying here behind the microphone, give us the specifics. Tell us, because you know you're lying. It's like voting rights or the Voting Reform Act, and if you don't pass it, democracy is dead, and and the Republican parties are actually domestic terrorists, the Republican members are actually domestic terrorists, and so forth and so on. Well, what's in the bill? What's in the bill? Now, the lead-up to this vote next week, we'll see how many of the Sunday shows actually lay out what's in this bill. There's two bills, actually. Now, I'm not going to watch any of them, What I'm saying will be very interesting to see after the fact reporting, various clips on the internet and so forth, how many of these Sunday shows, we must watch these Sunday news magazines, how many of them dig deeply. Now, you can bet Chuck Todd will not. Why? Number one, he's a buffoon. Number two, he's a buffoon. Number three, he's a fool. Number four, he's a Democrat. I know. That's why. How about George Stephanopoulos? No, he won't. He's not going to hurt his party. Why do you think he's there? On this week, W-E-A-K. And I don't know who the moron is who's on Deface the Nation. I don't really care. Nobody does. Margaret Brennan. No, she's not in charge of... Isn't she on uh, PBS? No. All right, you might be right. Margaret Brennan. Wow. Well, she earned it. We all know of her great works in the past. Nonetheless, the Sunday shows are dying. 
on the vine. Their ratings are plummeting. Plummeting. I do a Sunday show at 8 p.m. Eastern time. 8 p.m. Eastern time. Right into the teeth of football. And when you go preseason all the way into the Super Bowl, I'm up against football six months out of the year. Right into the teeth. Nobody else is. Nobody. Well, how is it that we're number one every Sunday? Because I'm not Margaret Brennan. Because I'm not Schmuck Todd. Because I'm not George Stephanopoulos. Because of you, the radio audience. That's why. Because we tell it like it is. Is. I-S. We're not propagandists. Anyway, let's see. If you watch my show on Sunday, you'll learn more about these laws and why it's a disaster. George Wallace, he was the one who praised Biden. I'm the one who dug that up and mentioned it like a year ago. The champion of liberty and true conservatism. Call Mark now. 877-381-3811. Let me tell you what a klutz I am. I mean, I don't even like to admit this, but you're... You're my radio family. We discuss almost everything. Um, so, you know, I do workouts two or three times a week. I haven't done any in a few weeks, given various issues. Mostly me. Uh, but anyway, I have a great guy. His name's Justin Smith, who, who's who been working uh, with me for many years now, and with my wife, Julie, for more than that. I mean, he's really good. And he's one of us. So... Uh, there I am, I'm on this big red ball. This is a big ball, you know, you do like presses, you do pull-ups. I don't mean with your chin, but with weights and all. Do the cardio, muscle up here and there. By the way, you ought to see my biceps. I should tell you, you know, I'm not like Sean. Go ahead, take a swing at me. No, we don't do that here. I said to Sean, well, take a swing at you. Yeah. I said, why would I do that? Oh, I can, I can really, you know. And I said, well, if people have a gun, you can take a swing back all you want. You know, you got to be careful. Anyway, uh, that's beside the point. So there I am. I'm on the damn ball for the four billionth time. And it slips out from under me. Okay, big deal, right? All you tough guys are, yeah, so what? Yeah, look at my nose. But anyway, so... You know, when I was a young guy, I got into scraps, too. We all did, or most of us did. But this is embarrassing. It really is. Why I'm telling you, I don't even know. So anyway, the ball slips out from under my tuchus. So I'm in a, you know, I'm in a sort of a sitting position, and the full weight goes down as I drop down about, uh, what, two feet? So I was I was weighing about uh let's see. Man, I was up there. Just to be honest, I was about two forty two. And now I'm about two seventeen. I'm starting to pick up a few pounds and I gotta drop those. 
But all that weight came down on my tailbone. And I'm telling you, I cracked my damn tailbone. Every damn time I sit down, it's a painful experience. Every time. When I lie down, I'm fine. When I get up, I'm not. I stand up, I'm okay. But when I sit down, now many of you know what I'm talking about. Some women, they give birth, it's, maybe it's a difficult birth, they crack their tailbone. Other people, wrestlers, they crack their tailbone. Other people have accidents. They crack. There's nothing you can do about it. What are you going to do, put a Band-Aid? Reminds me when I broke my vertebrae. You know, Mr. Producer, that, that sounds bad, doesn't it? My back, my tailbone, the heart. And everything. I'm actually in very good shape. Very good shape. People come up and oh, you're bigger than I thought. That's right. Get out of my way. No, I don't do that. But you get my point. So if you hear me aching, and hopefully you don't, because I'm hitting the cough button. That's why. Very weird, I know. Why I wasted your time with that, I don't have the foggiest idea. It does? It happens to other people? It does? Peter Ducey, or as we like to call him here, the Deuce, dealing with Jen Psaki at the White House briefing today. Peter Ducey has a way of getting right to the point in a very kindly and friendly way. The kid next door. And yet he's obviously quite brilliant. He truly is. Cut six, go! But as you talked about a year ago and working with Republicans, now he is talking about Republicans that don't agree with voting rights. Uh, he's describing them as George Wallace, Bull Connor, and Jefferson Davis. What happened to the guy who, when he was elected, said, to make progress, we must stop treating our opponents as our enemy? I think everybody listening to that speech who's speaking on the level, as my mother would say, would note that uh, he was not... You know what my mother would say? She'd say Jen Psaki is detestable and full of crap. Wouldn't she, Mr. Producer? My mother were here. Go ahead. As humans, he was comparing the choice uh, to... Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You see, ladies and gentlemen, you got it all wrong. When you heard Biden yelling at you like an unhinged maniac about George Wallace and all the rest, reading the words that were stuck in his face trying to be as outrageous and demagogic as possible, an A-class propagandist, he wasn't talking about people. No. He was talking about ideas. Joe Biden's always been an idea man. He never attacked people personally, like Robert Bork and Clarence Thomas and thousands of others. No. Tara Reid among them. You so misunderstand Joe Robinette Biden. Lunch bucket Joe. Just because he's invoking names that he knows, that he knows will upset people, doesn't mean he's invoking names to personalize the situation. Come on! As my mother would say. Then she quotes her mother? Go ahead. 
figures in history and where they're going to position themselves if they, as, they, as they determine whether they're going to support the fundamental Oh, right. I see. So if you don't agree with the Democrat agenda, you're positioning yourself with George Wallace. Is that it? And Bull Connor. Oh, that's different. I see. And so, as the great Aaron Burnett said, New York's voting laws in some significant respects are more restrictive than Georgia's. So New York is a backward state. Is New York like Bull Connor? These people are so dense. Go ahead. To vote or not. We needed those last words of wisdom. Or not. Or not. What would she be doing if she wasn't the spokes idiot for the idiot? I, I Sometimes I wonder. Would she be the first Shamwell woman on TV? Or birthing person? What would she be doing? I don't know. Peter Ducey to Jen Psaki. Cut five, go. President Biden promised to bring decades of D.C. experience to the Oval Office, but Build Back Better has not passed, voting rights apparently not going to pass, and vaccine requirements that he likes are apparently illegal. What happened? Uh, Well, first, Peter, I would say if you look back at last year and what we were able to accomplish, that include getting the American Rescue Plan passed, uh, a package that has uh, contributed to... Wow, that was a tough one with Mitch McConnell's help and 19 Republics. Mitch McConnell's such a fraud. I'm just telling you. You know, 52% of Republicans can't stand Mitch McConnell. Did you read that poll a few weeks ago, Rich? 52% of Republicans. But don't worry, standing right behind him is John Thune. The big lurch-looking figure out of South Dakota. Guy never talks, just stares. He's ready to go. And behind him, John Cornyn of Texas, a man of great profound statements and acts. And right behind him, a guy, Bassero, or whatever the hell the guy's name, from Wyoming. He's ready to roll, baby. Barrasso. Barrasso. Go ahead. Poverty by 40% has helped ensure we are moving at a faster pace toward economic growth, toward a record low unemployment rate, helped ensure schools, more than 95%, are open across the country. All right, all right, let's, let's, let's slow down with this stupidity. Getting the American Rescue Plan passed, a package that is contributing to cutting childhood poverty by 40%. Who is she kidding? The price of food is through... Have you noticed, ladies and gentlemen, as I said the other day, so talk show hosts and cable hosts, pay attention. Where are all the food lines? Where are all the homeless shelters? Remember under Reagan? Remember this guy, Mitch Snyder, eventually hanged himself because the woman he loved decided she didn't love him. But you remember all that? Some of you are too young. Oh, the cameras were there. The TV networks know what I'm talking about because they're, they're purposely covering this all up. Oh, yes, with inflation through the roof, the price of gasoline through the roof, the price of food through the roof, if you can get it, the price of housing through the roof, we've cut poverty by 40%. Oh, yes. 
And look at the unemployment rate. That's right. People quitting jobs, people deciding not to get jobs, businesses laying people off, people being subsidized not to work. That has brought us to the lowest unemployment rate that we've ever seen. It's so fantastic what they've done here. We've opened 95% of our schools. Joe Biden personally. Now remember when the governor of Florida, the great Ron DeSantis, talked about keeping schools open. Remember how Joe Biden attacked him and attacked all these governors that wanted the schools open? Remember that? No, no, you don't understand. Joe Biden opened 95% of our schools. He's so cool. What else has been accomplished? Our borders are wide open. That's been accomplished. We have the greatest debt in world history. That's been accomplished. Inflation is at a 40% high. That's, uh, excuse me, 40-year high. That's been accomplished. Really cool stuff. He's violated the Constitution on multiple occasions. The courts have had to set him straight. Not his appointees, of course. That was accomplished. Critical race theory is spreading like the poison that it is. That's been accomplished. The trans movement... The trans movement has been embraced. That's been accomplished. Joe has a lot of accomplishments to his name. Less press conferences than any president in modern American history. More babbling than any president in modern American history. More trips to Wilmington than any person, period. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com. And enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L E V I N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Is it Kyler or Killer over at CNN? Brianna Kyler, Brianna Killer. Looks like they went to a frat house or they went to a, uh, what's a, a sorority house to find all their hosts, doesn't it? Does to me, except the, uh, except Wolf Blitzer. There they uh, went to a nursing home. But nonetheless, not to put anybody down. Uh, looks like she, too, has decided, look, I don't want to hit the exit door. I've got to try and rehabilitate my, my profession. 
Cut for it. Go. President Joe Biden has had a very tough week with setbacks uh, for his agenda. COVID complications and the Supreme Court blocking his vaccine mandate, inflation and international turmoil, just to name a few. CNN's Lauren Fox is joining us live now from Capitol Hill. Lauren, Biden's voting rights bill has been torpedoed and torpedoed by members of his own parties. Wow, Brianna. Wow, you've been slapped with reality. The problem is, Brianna, there's hours and hours, days and days, weeks and weeks, months and months, years and years of tape. We have been a slobbering buffoon. I don't think any of these phony journalists are going to be able to recover. Now, I I want them to continue to try. No question about it. But I don't think they can. CNN is, is a sinking ship and the rats are jumping. I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. So I believe it was a senior vice president of PETA has written us twice, uh, asking to if, if she could refute the comments that I made on the program. In two emails that were actually uh, rather rational, didn't you think, Mr. Producer? She condemned the organization that condemned her, not her personally, but what PETA does, to dogs, and she said that that's not correct, it's misinformation. And that's what I read from, that was the source. So I've invited her to come on the program and to debate that individual who we, who we would invite on the program, but she has to accept first. She refuses uh, because she denounced that organization. She just wants to come on. I'm not going to do that. She can come on the program and confront the actual source of the information if she wants. Um, they both lead, obviously, different organizations. And if she will do that, I would be more than happy to give the platform to the two of them uh, because uh, I'm no fan of PETA. And this gentleman has done an enormous amount of research on it. And uh, I don't know why, but she's certainly free to join, join us and do that. I would like to give a platform to the two of them. Now... That said, don't forget our Sunday show, where we're going to have a fantastic show on Life, Liberty, and Levine, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. You folks love the format. I appreciate that. And uh, I let people talk, as I do this week. And, uh, you know, I don't always go for the flashy. I go for the informative. We're going to have Hans von Spakovsky, one of the leading experts in the country on voting, and Peter Pry. We're going to talk about just how today... The electrical grid is so thoroughly exposed to our enemies. 
And we want to get into that again and update you on that information. That's information that affects you directly. We also have a great guest coming up, our buddy Brent Bozell. His group has done a fantastic job in looking at Soros and writing a piece about Soros. Uh, I believe it was in Newsbusters I read it. could have been just MRC generally, but I think it was Newsbusters. And I wanted Brent to talk about it because I think it's important that we keep an eye on him because he's the uh, leading Svengali behind the curtain. And you notice the Democrats never want to investigate him or look at his tax returns or anything of the kind. Look, we know what's going on in this country. We all know what's going on in this country. Jonathan Chiat, who is a buffoon, who has in the past misstated my position when it comes to counting electors. And he misstated it, he posted it, and it went all through that crazy internet, and people kept regurgitating what he said, no matter how many times I said, I didn't say what he said. It didn't matter. And he knows it. That's why he does it. I don't even know this guy. Never talked to this guy. Wouldn't know if I bumped into him. Then he does another piece, how I was on Tucker Carlson's show, Mr. Producer, uh, pushing that nobody had been charged with sedition or insurrection, so... I was never on Tucker Carlson's show. That's number one. That's how clear he gets his facts. Number two, I went through the statute very briefly and explained what took place. So all he does is he regurgitates what Media Matters has to say. Media Matters is the Tokyo Rose of America. Pretty much. They hate the country. They front for Soros and the Democrats. And the media just pick it up as now we expect them to do. Because the media are lazy, and they want this stuff spoon-fed to them. And it fills their own biases and prejudices. They don't want to engage in a debate. Now, I left you on a high note there, and I want to leave you on a low note. Joyless Reed. Mark, why do you keep playing clips of Joy Reed? For several reasons. She's a leading racist on a news platform that's owned by Comcast. And I'm hoping... That you will, what is the language they use? Decouple from Comcast if you can. And stop watching MSNBC. And Joy Reid needs to be fired. I took a lot of incoming the other day when I made some comparisons between Black Lives Matter and the Klan. Now of course they're not exactly the same. Black Lives Matter is a Marxist organization, an anti-Semitic organization a racist organization that seeks to destroy the United States. That's their mission. The Klan is a fascistic organization, a racist organization, that also wants to destroy the United States. Most of the threats that I've had on my life have been from white supremacists, neo-Nazis, Stormfront, people like that. And I've told you that before. I despise these people. But I despise all of them. Media Matters stands with Marxists and others who want to destroy our country and an ideology that's killed 100 million people. That's up to them. That's up to them. I stand with none of them. And they all need to be condemned. That's the difference. Here's Joy Reid on MSLSD yesterday. Cut, seven, go. 
At this point, Neil, it is hard to think of them as anything other than right-wing ideologues. She's talking about the Supreme Court justices who are trying to uphold the Constitution. They're nothing other than right-wing ideologues. And Joy would know this, being the constitutional scholar that she is. Everyone she disagrees with is a racist. Everyone she disagrees with is a right-wing ideologue. She is one unhinged, sick birthing person. I can tell you that. Which makes her perfect for the next slot on The View. Go ahead. Just have right-wing talk radio shows. They are not justices. I wonder who she's talking about. Am I getting under Joy's skin, Mr. Producer? Right-wing talk radio shows. We know who she's talking about. The person who keeps calling her out for what she is. Joy, which you're not, feel free to call into the program any time. Any time. The number's public. 877-381-3811. We even have a liberal line, which marks us on racists, like you can call. 877-381-3811. Go ahead tradition of Supreme Court justices. They're just politicians. They're just added to, as far as I'm concerned, I see nothing about what they're doing that, that, that I can possibly ah, Shut up, you idiot. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm with one of my buddies, one of our great patriots, Brent Bozell, the Media Research Center, and that organization, which, uh, which is overarching and so many other fantastic things that they do there. Brent, there was a piece at Newsbusters that was absolutely fantastic, much of it is, by Joseph Vasquez, America's most notorious billionaire, leaves his mark on the world from a $2.3 billion education behemoth to racial politics. First of all, welcome. And secondly, give us an, sort of an, an, an overarching point about what this article is about. Sure. Um, uh, well, first, Happy New Year to you. you um, we, we're not fully appreciating what George Soros is and what George Soros is doing. When you think, say, George Soros, conservatives say, well, you know, this radical left is pouring in money. It's so much more than that. It it is something that 
conservatives and freedom-loving people the world over have to understand what this man is up to. This is a fellow who has put in, the numbers are, are just beyond staggering. He has put in $32 billion, billion dollars, mm-hmm. into the Open Society Foundation. In 2017, he put in $18 billion. What does that mean? You put it in a foundation. A foundation has to spin off at least 5% of its assets every year. That's at least 9 hundred million dollars that George Soros spends every single year. Nine hundred million dollars. And you see where he is spending it. He is spending it on every single issue imaginable. You know, the Washington Post will go apoplectic if Dick Uline gives $100,000 here, or Dick Scaife gave $300,000 there. George Soros, if he gives a million dollars to something, that's pinching pennies for this guy. This guy gives the, the latest in the story that we did. That he has now announced this new educational system that he has set up, the Open Society University Network. He's putting in $1.1 billion into that. He already has Bard College and Central European University, where he has put $2.3 billion there. So he's got billions of dollars. He's now recruiting colleges, Arizona State University, University of California, Berkeley, Columbia University, pouring money into them to push his radical agenda. When you see his radical agenda, that becomes frightening in and of itself. Bart College President Leon Bartstein, this is what he said time to Time Magazine, he said that 2016, quote, was about racism against Barack Obama. He gave the, quote, cautionary comparison between European anti-Semitism that led to the Holocaust and Americans who elected mm-hmm. Trump. This is the president of that college. They gave a scholar in residence for human rights, this guy, Kwanik Cuomo. He, can, he has a course where he teaches, we will think through how to self-abolition to the masses and design a multimedia ad campaign to make prison abolition go viral. He also pushes abolish gender. This is something you can't laugh this thing away, Mark. You can't say, ah, that's not important. We're talking about billions of dollars being pushed worldwide. George Soros said to the New York Times in 2019 that he wanted to change the arc of history. This man is the only man who's been said as he is the only individual in the world who has his own foreign policy. George Soros has the power, the absolute power, to change the arc of history, and he's committed to it. It's scary. What is amazing to me, Brent Bozell, you made a point earlier about the late, great Dick Scaife, who inherited a couple of billion dollars and gave some of it to conservative causes, libertarian causes, freedom causes, to try and counter what these massive you know, funds the Ford Foundation, the MacArthur Foundation, other foundations are actually founded by conservatives, among other, and then taken over by the by the nonprofit bureaucrats. And he was excoriated. Uh, there were hearings in Congress. There were articles in Newsweek and Time and the Washington Post uh, and, and the usual cabal. Here this man 
is spending, as you point out, as this article demonstrates, billions and billions of dollars to destroy what we hold close, what we hold near. And they ignore him almost completely. It's because they agree with him, don't they? Yeah, it is. Even if they agree with him, the magnitude of his effort is so mind-boggling. There's, there's a question. Some people are wondering if there is an individual in human history who has ever put as much money as he has to change the world. You would think that in and of itself would be of interest, never mind what he's using it for, but just use it. Uh, just some, some, some of the, just some examples of what this guy will do. You have George Floyd get killed overnight. He spent two hundred and twenty million dollars. Let's hold there. We're, we're okay, going to get into fine. the examples. We have a hard break. I want to get into this more. Brent Bozell, by the way, has a great book out. Stops along the way. I encourage you to get it on Amazon.com. Stops along the way. You should be checking out Newsbusters, MRC generally, multiple times a day. They're absolutely fantastic. We're going to continue on this issue of George Soros. We'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America, now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. The establishment's worst nightmare. Mark Levin. Call in now. 877-381-3811. All right. Let's go back to our buddy, Brent Bozell, the Media Research Center. Uh, I would call you like the baby doc of the Media Research Center. May I do that? <laughs> uh, anyway, he's, uh, he's, he's written a great book. Stops along the way. I want to encourage you to read it. It's really a, a, a very spiritual book in many ways. Stops along the way. So I want to continue here with Soros. You've done a great service, you and your group, uh, to the nation here. There have been things said about him, but even though it's a long article, you concisely go through what this man has been doing, whether it's transnational feminism, whether it's critical race theory, whether it's climate change. Uh, all these things that we are battling today... The indoctrination of college students, the, uh, the enshrinement of uh, radical left professors with tenure, and really in many ways the destruction of our school system, systemic racism, on and on and on. This guy is behind all of it, isn't he? 
He really is. So, so, so many people shake their heads and they wonder what's happened in the last five years. What's happened in the last ten years, where the world's gone mad seemingly? What's happened to this country that suddenly it's become a different country? You can point to Ground Zero. Ground Zero is George Soros. Money works. Mark, if you know this business, you know in the world of public policy, there's a lot of waste. If George Soros were to have wasted 90% of his money that he puts in every year, he still is putting in more than any conservative is putting in. This mm-hmm. is, it, it, it's, it's mind-boggling. Think about this. After the George Floyd, just some of the stuff that we found, after the George Floyd riots, his groups announced they were going to spend $220 million to promote, quote-unquote, racial equality. Look how far that one's gone. That was on top of that we have found at least 54 groups that he has supported already with another $92.7 million between 2016 and 2020. He gave the NAACP Legal Defense and Education Fund $17.6 million during that time period. This is the fund. This is the site. With their website promotes CRT in schools and attacks parents who protest CRT in school board meetings as, and I quote them, mobs of white parents. This is what George Soros is funding. But it's not just that. It, it, when he spent $410 million through a dark money group trying to defeat Donald Trump. Spent $20 million trying to push Biden's, uh, right now, his multi-trillion dollar uh, uh, spending agenda. Spending it now. He gave the, that, this organization a day without a woman, this radical feminist group, $246 million. Wow. He has, he has put in untold millions into climate change. He Just this, this Senate filibuster campaign, $16 million he put to a group to try to kill the Senate filibuster. He has spent at least $31 million to legalize drugs, $100 million pushing radical feminist ideas. It goes on and on and on. You, you, see, you see in Los Angeles the story that's, that, that's taking place right now where the police are going to the federal government. They're no longer able to work through the district attorney, who is a Soros-funded person who refuses to prosecute gang members. You see in the school board meetings, what's happened to our school boards? You're finding that this man is giving money all the way down to school boards. You look at in Fairfax County in here in Virginia, in Arlington County here in Virginia, he's funding local district attorneys. He is every, the tentacles of George Soros are everywhere in society now. And by the way, Loudoun County, my county, did the same thing. Uh, A no-name wins by like a... thousand votes as the uh as the effectively the da the prosecutor in loud kind and you're right he does it in big cities and small he's doing it all over the country and this is just a little piece of it guys 90 91 yeah go ahead they, they, but they don't see what's hitting them you know, because the, the mm-hmm. average person in the school board meeting is you know knocking on doors and saying hi and having a cake sale this guy's got a political machine that comes in. They know if they get to the school board uh, level, they build up and up and up and up, and they control. Why do they control every city in America? This is how they're doing it, and they're doing it just. It, you know, it's just a power rush with money flooding the zone. That's that's how. And you know, it's all legal. 
But the American people have to wake up to what it is he's doing. And understand, this man, and I don't exaggerate here, Mark, this man is an enemy of America. This man wants America destroyed. Understand Mm -hmm. what we're up against. This is existential. He wants this country destroyed, and he's willing to spend billions. And it's not just that. Remember, this is the man who said he wants to change the arc of history, Mm -hmm. and he's on his way. You know what amazes me? You look at the well, the Koch uh, folks. Uh, when they were actually doing conservative slash libertarian things, they were under daily assault by the media, by the Democrat Party. They were just trashed and attacked and so forth and so on. Now they've taken, clearly, abruptly a left turn, in my view, in many respects. And they've withdrawn from the battlefield in other respects. I mean, in their foreign policy activity, they've kind of joined forces with Soros, as matter this Quincy they have, Institute they or whatever they call it. They, yeah. they yeah. announced a partnership with George Soros. And, and, and what happened? All the media attacks on the Coke network stopped. It stopped. They went there. Um, I mean, daily attacks on Coke. The, the Coke operation was very, very successful, raised a mm. lot of money, put a lot of money into the political uh, conversation. But it's a drop in the bucket. What one man alone, and then Mark, consider there are all the little George Soros. If you mm-hmm. can call Jeff Bezos little, there's Jeff Bezos. There is Bob, there, there's Bill Gates. There's Mark Zuckerberg who can drop $400 million in one day with, with, uh, at the poll watchers on election mm-hmm. day. There, there are the multi, multi-billionaire left-wingers, and they have got visions of existential transformation of America. Why are they supporting CRT? Because CRT makes America a bad nation. Why are they supporting 1619? Because that creates a new nation. And this is what they want. This is what, it's not hyperbole, Mark. They're uh, they're out there, they're making no bones about what they're doing. They want this country destroyed. And there are men and women with more money than Soros, but they do not have the uh, the motivation. They do not apply their funds the way George Soros does. George Soros is an old man. He knows he's not going to survive forever. And he's putting all this money out there in advance of him uh, himself dying. And he has seen that conservative industrialists in the past, some of whom I've mentioned, they've put up these huge foundations, and they've been overtaken by the left yeah. because the left knows how to do these things. Conservatives don't for the most part. So Soros is making sure that his money goes exactly where he wants to go, so from the grave he can reach out and try and destroy America, right? Yeah, and he's, and he's got a family that, that uh, reportedly is as, as radical as he is. So the vision isn't going to change in that family. And yeah, he's, he's, he's investing it now. You look at all the, uh, the so-called conservative foundations, you know, the Carnegie's, the Ford's, you know, every single one of them was taken over by the left. Mm-hmm. I remember the Pew Foundation, which was Sun Oil. Pew has got billions of dollars. It was founded by the founder of Sun Oil, a very conservative man. Mm-hmm. It was taken over by the far left. A reporter asked the, the, um, uh, the, uh, the 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 one the fellow running it. He said, "If, if the founder of of uh, of Sun Oil knew what you were doing, what would he think?" And the the answer was, "Oh, he's 
spinning in his grave, but there's not yeah. a damn thing he can do about it. Yeah. This is what the left has been very smart in taking over the institution of philanthropy. But now this guy's coming behind this with more money comp- than all of them combined. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting you mentioned Pew. That really is a perfect example. The man was an evangelical Christian, a man of great faith, uh, tens of billions of dollars. And, uh, and they took it over, like yeah. all the other. MacArthur was a multi-billionaire from, and she was an insurance magnate. They right. took it over. Right. You can watch PBS. You watch people, the MacArthur Foundation. He wouldn't have given a plug nickel to the MacArthur Foundation. And you can see this happening on all of, And in addition to all this, Brent, we got to go, is all the government money these groups get, uh, the taxpayer money all these groups get. But uh, we're, I want to discuss this for – yeah. Go ahead. Well, I'm just saying, because of philosophy, because of, of morals, because of standards, we don't take that money. Right. So the right. money goes to the left. All right, my friend. God bless you. My best to your wife and the rest of your family, and keep up the good work. Thank you, and God bless. You too. And the great book is Stops Along the Way, Brent Bozell. This guy is an American patriot. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Let's take a call all the way from Australia. James, Australia on the Mark Levin app. Go right ahead, my friend. Hi, Mr. Levin. Uh, I'm a big fan of yours. I'm great honored to be on your show and speaking to you. Thank you. Um, Go for it, baby. Australia's in crisis, mate. Australia's in crisis. crisis It's, It's not a free country anymore, I can tell you that. It's crazy. No, mate. Uh... My my home state, uh, we call them premiers. That, over there, you guys call them governors. This guy who's in charge of my home state is a he's a full blown Marxist. He he's part of the Labor Party, which is AKA Democrats. Party. Uh, every uh, January the thirty first, he's going to say, right, the unvaccinated you can't go here. The vaccinated can go there. So he's creating separation. He's creating mm-hmm. segregation. Uh, mm-hmm. It's, mate, I'm just so. They I'm are a, all using this as an opportunity to seize power and transform their countries or their states. Uh, and that's what's happening. Uh, these vaccines are not what they said they were, they're just not. 
Now, I had it, and I do it again, but the truth is they are not as advertised, and some people are getting sick from them and so forth and so on. So it's not like a smallpox vaccine or chickenpox vaccine. It's just not. James, call again. Appreciate your call, my friend. And for everybody, whether in Australia, the United States, who love freedom, and America. Here we go.
folks, this Sunday, big show, Life, Liberty, and Levin, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you can't watch it live, you can DVR it. We're going to really dig in on this phony voting issue, among other things. So I hope you'll join us. 8 p.m. Sunday on Fox. Well, the week is officially over. The weekend begins right now. I guess the government shut down. Oh, woe is me. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffey and Pepsi. Good night, Zelda, Smokey, Gigi, Indy, and little Barney. Be well, ladies and gentlemen, and God bless each and every one of you. Good night, Dad. Good night, Mom. Good night, Leo. Good night, Leo.